0: Welcome to this episode of the Redeeming Productivity Show. I am your host, Reagan Rose. This is the podcast that helps Christians get more done and get it done like Christians. So in this week's episode, I want to talk about laziness. Um, This is a podcast about productivity, and the opposite of productivity is laziness. It's not doing anything. It's sitting on your butt and refusing to actually do the work that you know you need to do. And it's an important topic. And for the Christian, it's all the more important because it's actually talked about in the Bible. Um, you probably are aware of all the things that the Proverbs say about slothfulness and the how bad it is to not do the work that you should be doing. That's really not what Christians should be doing. And you think about with new Testament believers, we um, we've been called by God uh, to, to walk in the works that he's prepared in advance for us to do. Ephesians two ten, And if we don't do that, that's a problem. And I've been thinking about laziness, um, a while back, and this is, this episode is actually based on an article I did called How to Stop Being So Lazy, and uh, I'll link to that in the show notes, but what had inspired me to write on this was I'd been reading the descriptions of sloth in the Bible, and I was struck about just how mean they sounded. Like it was, it just really, you were like, ouch, some of the descriptions that you hear in the Bible about how it describes a lazy person. And I think that in our society, we sometimes are less apt to want to describe laziness in such harsh terms. We excuse it. You think about this, like in TV and movies, it's a really popular trope. Uh, the lazy dad who's sitting on the couch and his his mouth is gaping open at a flickering tv's got crumbs scattered all over his beer belly and you know his wife asked him to like lift his feet so that she can vacuum under his legs and he just starts whining about it and he just even when he does anything that he's asked to do it's just the bare minimum and he always does it while complaining um and in those shows in the movies and stuff when you see that in Pop culture, they the the lazy person is kind of portrayed as uh, like a lovable loaf, you know. They even if they're like not really getting anything done, like they crack a joke or two, and that makes it all okay. And you're just like, oh, you. That's just the way you are. You're just the lazy person, um, and it's kind of funny. It's something to be laughed off. But I think that when we look at Scripture, laziness is a much much more serious offense than how our culture talks about it. But like I said, we, we talk about it like it's humorous. And, and I think one of the reasons that we find lazy characters humorous is not because they're pathetic, but it's because they're relatable. I think part of the charm of the characterizations we see of, of the lazy person is that they make us feel a little bit better about our own lackluster motivation that we can have at times because you look at this person and you laugh and you say, well, at least I'm not that lazy. You know, I, I may, uh, I may hit the snooze alarm 15 times in the morning or, or whatever it may be, but at least I'm not like the guy on the TV show. But sloth is not something that should be chuckled off. It's actually disgraceful. Laziness is disgraceful. And I am just convinced that until we actually see it that way, uh, I'm doubtful that, that we're going to take the necessary steps that we need to to mortify that sin because that's what it is. It's a sin to um, refuse to work. And we'll see that in a minute from some passages I'll share with you. But we have to see how serious it is before we'll be willing to mortify it. So this podcast episode will be a little harsh, And so I warn you in advance, but I am trying to in this present to you or represent to you the harshness with which the Bible talks about this sin of laziness. Because like I said, it is absolutely a sin. Um, So if we're going to make good progress in becoming better stewards of the lives that our Lord has entrusted to us to, if we're going to make a good return on glory for him with these lives... We have to find a way to excise every vestige of slothfulness from our lives, find every area, every corner of that and get rid of it. And what I'm not talking about, I'll just say this as a disclaimer, I'm not talking about never resting. Obviously, you know, we've talked about before on this and in some of the writings I've done is rest is a good thing. It's something God has given to us. And so when I talk about laziness and trying to get it out of our life, that's not saying, oh, you need to never sleep or you can never um, watch entertainment or enjoy, um, you know, a glass of iced tea in your backyard in the evenings. It's, it is about actual laziness. And, and that's where you have a duty that needs to be performed and you refuse to do it because you love your own comfort more than doing what you need to do. And we'll, we'll see more of that in these passages that I'm going to share in a minute. Um, but my goal, again, it's to make you hate the thought of laziness to hate it. And so when you see it in your own life, to be disgusted by it so that you, um, find the will to turn away from it. Um, and the best way we're going to do this is just simply looking at what the scriptures say. Uh, and, and like in all things, with any sin, when we see sin, the way that God sees it, we learn to rightly Abhor it in ourselves. We learn to hate it and that is constantly I've, I think I've mentioned it before in here That's a prayer that uh, I have prayed for a long time is to Lord help me to see sin the way that you see it Because I know that if he answers that prayer I will learn to hate sin too because he's a holy God and he hates sin um, And so that if we apply that specifically uh, we Ask him Lord help us to hate the sin of sloth in our lives Okay. So let's look at a couple of, um, reasons why laziness is crazy. And that's what we'll call this episode, (laughs) the craziness of laziness. And we'll look at these from scripture. And the, the first reason laziness is crazy is because scripture mocks the lazy. And I said it already that laziness is not a laughing matter but actually the Bible presents the lazy person in some humorous ways. Um, and I'll show you why this is in Proverbs twenty six fourteen, it's said of the lazy person that says as a door turns on its hinges, so does a lazy person in bed. He's, and, and also it says in, in Proverbs nineteen twenty four that, you know, he's so lazy that the sluggard uh, buries his hand in the dish and will not even bring it back to his mouth. Like he, like he, He's so lazy, this, this gluttonous sluggard, that he doesn't even have the energy to bring his hand back to his mouth to eat uh, the next handful of his snack. And like these are intentionally uh, humorous, but they're not a lighthearted humor. This is a mocking humor. The lazy person turning on their bed, you know, rolling back and forth like a, like a door hinge. You know, the sluggard getting, just leaving his hand buried in a dish of food. It's, it's not that the scriptures find something humorous in the lazy person. That's just like, oh, that's fun. You know, he he's, he's funny. It's not, I'll put it this way. The Bible is not laughing with the sluggard. It's laughing at him. It's mocking the shameful, disgraceful way that he's living his life. Um. Daniel Doriani, Dr. Doriani, who I actually had on the podcast uh, several episodes ago, he wrote the book Work, uh, Its Purpose, Dignity, and Transformation. And he says, and there's this great quote about uh, sloth or laziness. He said, the sluggard would be humorous if his life were not so tragic. And he's right. It's it's not that the lazy person is just a lovable goof up. Uh, he's a walking Disaster. He he is he is not just somebody who's just dropping the ball once in a while and making a few mistakes. He's literally the opposite of what a Christian should be, or or even what a, a man should be, or, or a woman, a person should be. We were made to work and to serve God with our lives, and when we turn into um, sluggards or uh, you know hedonists, where we just think only of our own pleasure in our actions that is rightly mocked that is rightly shameful and that's what the scriptures do but but why is it why is it this life is so tragic as, as dr Doriani said well because in the end the the irony is the sluggard loves laziness and and rest and repose but in the end a life lived that way it actually takes away he actually loses any opportunity for rest and repose in in the eternal timeline the things he idolized so much and worshiped and served with his life his own comfort is actually the things that he's throwing away by embracing them and foregoing um, the obedience and the work that he should be doing he, his life ends in destitution and destruction um and and that can be you know for a a, a believer in in Christ who who goes down this path but in, like, There can be maybe not eternal consequences, but you you go down this path for a while, and even if you do repent of it, consider the destruction you may um, reap in your own life, just temporally. Right? If if you choose to slack off at work, if you choose to do the bare minimum, if you choose to uh stay up late every night because you you just love having that time to yourself and, and playing your video games or, or binging movies or whatever, and then you show up uh, you know, a little bit later each day to work, or you're half asleep and falling asleep on the job and, and you basically are not doing all that you are required to be doing, uh, and then you get fired. And then you, your or your reputation gets ruined. There are things you can do, even as a Christian, in how you work and how you live, that though they can be repented of and though you you know be forgiven by God, you still can do irreparable uh, temporal damage to your life. You can reap destruction in your life or in the life of your own family, and that is horrible that and that's the point it's shameful it's disgraceful and and even if you think well i'll just tiptoe this line where i'm going to do the bare minimum i'm just going to be i'm going to work as hard only as hard as i need to work that's the attitude of a lazy person you need to recognize that even if you don't get quote unquote caught in that by your employer or by your spouse or whoever it is that might um uh result in consequences for you for that action the very act of you trying to live as a slacker like that, man, that is disgusting. That's horrible before God. That is bad. And that's why the scriptures speak in such derisive tones about laziness. And so I'd say, you know, the first point I'm trying to make is that if you want to stop being so lazy, you need to see just how horrible the sin of sloth is and that the Bible paints lazy people uh, in really mocking tones. And, and that'll lead in here. I have three, three ways really that the Bible mocks, uh, the, the lazy, it it mocks them as it paints them as, as people who are losers, who are liars and who are finally lunatics, right? So the craziness of laziness. So how does the Bible paint the lazy person? Well, it says that the lazy are losers first. um, And I don't mean that in the sense of like, um, you know, how you might like a school bully might call someone, you're such a loser. It's not like that. I'm, I'm using it in the sense that you actually lose, you actually there, you suffer loss by being lazy. So it's a play on words. It's very clever. And you should be applauding on your end while you listen to this, uh, in your car, just start clapping right now because it's a great play on words. Um, so the lazy are losers, uh, lazy person seeks to gratify their own desires, but it's actually their own laziness that thwarts them of any long-term satisfaction. So again, it's like what I, w- I was saying earlier with, um, you know, the lazy person seeks comfort, but actually in the end will not have comfort. Uh, and it says, uh, Proverbs thirteen four four says the soul of the sluggard craves and gets nothing. Right. He wants and wants and wants, but he actually doesn't get anything. I think of the, the person who, you know, uh, goes through life and, and they refuse to do anything more than than a part time job or a bare minimum thing because they don't want the responsibility. They don't want more things to do. But on the other hand, they also dream of being rich. They dream of the day that they'll win the lottery or something and that they'll they'll they, they crave right? They crave and they want all these great and fancy things and yet they get nothing, they get nothing out of it because they don't actually work. They don't actually do the things that would result in any kind of reward for them. And as the lazy person chases the, the winds of, you know, self-satisfaction, he just continues to lose more and more and more. And. You know, I've I've watched it happen. I've known people who really fit this. I'm sure there are probably, as we're describing this, if uh, not yourself, <laughs> you probably have other people popping into your mind uh, who you can picture as examples of, of just this sort of attitude. Um, I've had more than one acquaintance who really just seemed to only want to spend his days and nights uh, playing video games, eating junk food, uh, smoking marijuana, you know, th- these are people who they don't want to work and thus even when they do work they don't work very hard uh this is this is the woman who floats from job to job once her boss sees her work ethic uh then they start looking for someone else to replace them like they can't stay anywhere any very long because they don't want to work and, and this is this is the type of person of whom the scripture says that poverty sneaks up on them like a robber uh, proverbs Uh, chapter six, verses six through 11 reads, go to the ant, O sluggard, consider her ways and be wise. Without having any chief officer or ruler, she prepares her bread in summer and gathers her food in harvest. How long will you lie there, O sluggard? When will you arise from your sleep? A little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to rest and poverty will come upon you like a robber. And want like an unarmed man. Like an armed man. Uh man, there's so much in there, isn't there? It's it, the the ant, right? It says consider her ways, uh, and and without having any chief, officer, or ruler prepares her bread and son, or gathers from the harvest. That no one's telling this person, uh this ant, right, is the is the example. No one's telling the aunt you need to do this, and like having to be watching over their shoulder. They they know. The ant knows I just must do this. This is what I must do to live and to survive. And, uh, they do that. But then the sluggard is contrasted. How long will you lie there? Lays in bed. When will you arise from your sleep? You know, and I love this a little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding the hands, you know, that that's the little excuses we give to ourselves. Well, okay, well just 30 more minutes or. You know, I'll just, I'll just take a little break right here. And there's nothing, again, nothing wrong with sleep, nothing wrong with little breaks, but it's this attitude of putting off and putting off and putting off what, you know, needs to be done. And eventually that becomes a pattern. And like it says in the proverb, eventually that catches up with you and poverty comes on you like a robber and want like an armed man. And so the lazy person, yeah, is a loser, but and, and, of course, the proverbs talk about in a financial sense, and that is true. I mean, we we talk about this on on this podcast and blog post that there is uh, part of how the Lord has set things up is that generally he does reward um right living and and right actions, even financially. You read this in the Old Testament proverbs especially like but it's for us, it's more than that. That's not why we do it. It's not the prosperity gospel or anything like that. We just admit that 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 is a general truth, but it's more, so so not only do you lose out on temporal blessings that, um, you know, proverbially, proverbially, um, come to those who, uh, walk with integrity and are, uh, and hard workers, you also lose out on relationships too. Uh, the, the lazy person, their selfishness, their begging you know okay borrow a little more money their constant need for someone to bail them out of some latest crisis that they somehow are in ends up alienating their family and friends Uh, that man or that woman becomes untrustworthy uh, and the slothful person then starts to bend the truth to cover for their improprietary improprieties So first is that the lazy are losers, but then second, the scripture mocks the lazy because it says the lazy are liars. And so that's what we'll talk about here next is slothful people, people who have a tendency towards, or I should say a pattern of being lazy in their life. And let me just pause to say this right here. I'm not, we all once in a while, of course, like, slack off and we don't work as hard as we should do. And I'm not saying that you need to walk around with a, you know, a, a taser hooked up to yourself to zap yourself every single time that happens and beat yourself up over it. Yeah, that's that we should be working as hard as we can, but there are energy ebbs and flows. There are issues there when, when we're talking about the lazy person, I'm talking about a person whose life is characterized by this. And like it said in the last proverb I read that happens by degrees you so you have to be careful and be on the watch for this stuff uh where you do start slacking off or you do uh you know not work to the degree that you know you should because little actions become habits and habits become what your character is and a person who continually continues to act lazy will become a lazy person so just a point of clarity there but people who are characterized by laziness, as I said, they tend to end up becoming liars too. And this is true of a lot of sins in our lives where one sin, sin begets another um, and where we want to try to cover it with another w- way of, of sinning and, and they build upon each other. And so with a lazy person, while they work or while they avoid working with their hands at all costs the one thing that they do seem to labor hard at is the production of excuses. I overslept because of this. I forgot about that appointment because of that. Uh, I can't work today, woe is me, because some horrible thing happened to me yet again. And if one keeps track of all the excuses that are offered, before long you start to realize that a lazy person should have run out of dying grandmas a long time ago. And they present the same excuses again and again and again. And you realize, wait a minute, why is it always something with this person? That is because laziness needs to have excuses. Laziness begets liars and those who repeatedly fail to be diligent. They end up having to cover those failures with, with deceit. Um, he, the lazy man becomes a liar because he makes up stories to justify is in action. And you see this again, Proverbs. Proverbs twenty two, thirteen, uh reads, The sluggard says, There's a lion outside. I shall be slain in the streets And the and you're like, Well what is he talking about? A lion outside? It's an excuse. The the uh, the author is saying The the sluggard is offering some excuse. Well, I can't go out there. I can't work today. There's a dangerous lion out there. I'm going to be killed if I leave. So I better just stay here just to be safe. He comes up with these outlandish excuses and lies to justify not doing something. And when you are lazy for a long period of time, you become very adept at this and just coming up with different reasons for why today's not going to be a good day for you to work. And again, the the proverbs it just mocks this attitude. It describes this person making up just an absurd excuse to explain why he doesn't want to leave. Um so are you starting to see it like the ugliness? Of laziness. It's disgusting. It's rightly mocked in scripture. And we should rightly be ashamed of it when we see even little flashes of it in ourselves. We should just be like, oh, that's horrible. I don't want to be that kind of person. Uh I don't want to be the type of person that scripture describes in such derisive tones. But there is one more feature that the scriptures use to describe the folly of laziness. And Because not only do sluggards become losers and liars, they're also lunatics. And this is, as I said, this is the craziness of laziness. The lazy are lunatics. Because ultimately, laziness just comes down to folly, to foolishness, the opposite of wisdom. Laziness, to put it bluntly, is the height of idiocy. The lazy, they let God's blessings just slip through their fingers inch by inch like sand. They demolish relationships through neglect. They shirk duties that have been, they've been entrusted with and they fail to provide for their own families. And, and, and consider that last point, fail to provide for their own families. That's such a serious crime. Uh, against your duty is that Paul describes uh, those men in the church who wouldn't care for their own household holds. He describes them as being worse than unbelievers. That's first Timothy five, eight. It's stupid. It's, it's idiotic. It is the height of lunacy and the lunacy of laziness is made even more apparent when you consider what's behind it. What is behind laziness? What would make a person say, I don't actually need to do my duties. I don't need to be a good husband today or a good wife today. I don't need to be a good worker to my employer today. I don't need to be a good churchman or churchwoman. Well, what is it? What's at the heart of that? Well, I would submit to you that laziness flows from a lack of fear of the Lord. Because the sluggard may fail his family, fail his friends, and fail at work, but most importantly, the sluggard is failing God. He doesn't fulfill his duties to God because he doesn't fear God. And to not fear God is to not have wisdom. Proverbs 1, seven is the beginning of wisdom. So scripture says the lazy man is a fool. He has forsaken the true wisdom of knowing, of trusting, and obeying the Lord. He has traded it for temporary pleasures, for, for hedonism, for his own comfort. And if only the lazy man would believe, would believe what God has promised that he is a gracious master who rewards the faithful and then actually live like that were so, then he wouldn't be lazy. He would get up, he'd pick up the shovel and he'd go dig the trench. He would go and do what he was called to do if he really feared the Lord and and believed that There is a God who is watching. There's a God who has entrusted him with a life, with energy, with duties and responsibilities, with family, and that he will have an accounting of those things. And okay, let me end the guilt trip right there and try to wrap this up for you. We do all deal with laziness in one form or another. We all, I think every single person struggles with this, but to become a sluggard, Again, that's someone whose pattern of life is characterized by laziness. That is, happens by degrees. It's the culmination of small selfish choices which compound into a life of, of neglect. And so we have to always be on the watch for even the first signs of, of sloth and laziness of our lives. And we have to squash it uh, with extreme prejudice before we find ourselves slinking down the sluggard's road. And the way to do this as, as a believer is, it's not simply to beat yourself up with guilt trips. And I know that some of this sounds like it's a guilt trip, but what, again, what I'm trying, what I've tried to do in this episode is present to you the ugliness of it because I want you to hate laziness, but the, the solution to it is to fear God. The solution to it is to trust him. And, and really for the believer, it's for us to look to Christ who He empowers us to change. He is the one who has set before us work and good work to do that has eternal reward. He is he is indeed a rewarder of those who seek him. And uh, it, it is an act of faith, really, to get out of bed in the morning and to go when it's hard and it's uncomfortable and you don't want to do it because you're tired and you'd just rather do this. It's an act of faith to step out and say, nope, I fear the Lord. I will obey him. And I believe that he is one who rewards those who faithfully fulfill uh, what he calls them to do. And the wonderful thing is that there is grace in all of this. Christ is the one who has fulfilled the demands of the law on behalf of all who've placed their faith in him. And he, he is the one who has never been sluggish. You look at the life of Christ. How hard he worked in his ministry, even after long and tired and weary days, how he continually ministered, how he, even when he didn't have food, how he would still wake up in the morning early to go and pray in secret to the father. Now, this is a man who was never lazy. And because of that, he, he was the perfect man. He was, and for us who do and will, you will fall short. And I fall short all of the time. We can look to him and know that in Christ, there is forgiveness for even those sins, but don't stop there. Continue on and say with confidence, okay, it's not my striving towards productivity or or hard work, which puts me right before God. It's Christ's perfect sacrifice and righteousness, Nevertheless, in his power, as he empowers me to work and labor for him, I'm going to do it well. I'm going to do it, even the difficult thing. I am going to put set comfort aside and do what I am called to do in whatever area of life for his glory, trusting fully that he is a rewarder of those who do serve him in such a way. So I hope that this wasn't totally depressing to you and that it actually serves as maybe there's some conviction that, that you should feel over some of the scriptures that I've shared with you. I know that even in writing this or preparing this uh, for the, the blog post, I you know it's, it's convicting to me to look at all these passages, um, but don't be discouraged, be encouraged, mortify the sin of laziness wherever you find it in Christ's power and look to him for the strength to get Get up, get going, do what you're called to do. And let me just finish with uh, one more uh, verse for you from the Proverbs. Uh, Proverbs ten five says He who gathers in summer is a son who acts wisely, but he who sleeps in harvest is a son who acts shamefully. Let's be those sons and daughters of God who gather in the summer, those who act wisely. Because wisdom is the result of fearing the Lord. So let's fear him and let's serve him. Well, that's all I've got for you this week. So let me leave you there with that note. And I will catch you here next week on the Redeeming Productivity Show. But until then, in whatever you do, do it well and do it all to the glory of God.